All right, welcome back to Six Pack Cinema. Today is June 1st, 2018. This is the latest installment of Headliners. This week we're talking about a flopping solo, a composer grudge match, and of course a racist Roseanne tweet that sparked internet wildfire. It's uh, it's me, Jimmy, and Dave per usual. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I've seen three movies in my life. Bridge on the River Kwai, Patton, and Herbie fully loaded. You serious, Clark? I always tell it to Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. All right, this week's box office, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it should have been... Everyone goes out to movies on Memorial Day. Solo, a Star Wars story, opened up. 84.4 million for the weekend, but they needed the extra fourth day to make it over 100, which was kind of poor. Deadpool Wait, got knocked hate, back to f- hate to interrupt this early, but you fucking did. I know, <laughs> but Memorial Day is actually historically a very bad weekend for movies, and Solo has made more than the last four Memorial Day openings in a row. That would have been sweet to tie in right afterwards. <laughs> eh, okay, all right. I had to so. call you out on your lie. <sighs> okay. So Deadpool 2 got half as much with 43.4. Uh, Avengers got 17.2. And the book club and Life of the Party hung on to the top five. So I guess it wasn't really the best week weekend for movies, even though typically movies do get released Memorial Day weekend. I, am, I, am I wrong there? I, I mean, I'm sure some do. I just, I just was reading a few articles that said Memorial Day is a bad weekend for movies. Okay, well, I stand corrected. Maybe I'm thinking Labor Day or something else. I don't know. Maybe. Perhaps. But regardless, Solo needed the uh, the fourth day to, cr- to cross over the $100 million mark, which was poor showing for their projections. So mm-hmm. this is going to go right into the first headline. Solo was the first, might be the first Star Wars film to be considered a flop because it didn't reach the projected numbers Disney had hoped, which were aggressive for an average movie. This was an average movie. Well, well, I'm not going to give away my thoughts on it. You should tune into the next episode of Six Pack Cinema where we review it. Agreed. But I think the biggest problem they had is, I mean, you all know there was a ton of problems behind the scenes. They fired the directors, brought Ron Howard in. And reports are coming out now that Ron Howard had to reshoot 80% of the movie. And so they ended up doubling the budget for the film. Which is... Yeah, not great. That's why it's like... If it made the hundred million on the original like sixty million budget, that's not bad. Not at all. Um, but is the fact that they had to reshoot eighty percent of it? Why not push it later on? Like, why, why, why rush it? Oh yeah, no. I I personally think that they fucked up by releasing it in May. I think for the last three years, people have gotten used to like Christmas time is Star Wars time. None of like no other good movies come out around that time. Everyone has work and school off. Mm-hmm. Release it then. We just got a Star Wars movie five months ago. I would like. I'll say this: I went into it not excited for a Star Wars movie for the first time in my life. That's saying something, yeah. Jimmy. Your thoughts? Uh, I I spoke to Brooklyn Nets announcer and yes, Yankee announcer today, and he said that anyone who doesn't enjoy this movie, that's a you problem. Despite all the backlash. Or the troubles, it was a good movie. So that's all I got. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, tell the, your your best buddies of the Yes Network to uh, wa- listen to our, our podcast, and we'll 
We'll either confirm or deny that. Cool. <laughs> I mean, you can see my, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have right, no thoughts on. on Solo. I didn't know it had no, any no, of these don't. issues. Yeah. Okay. Well, going right into the uh, the whole reshoot thing, Paul Bettany. We all know and love him as Vision, right? Right, Jimmy. No, Jimmy, big comic book guy. I don't. Yep. Yeah, Paul Bettany. Yep. He was. Uh, he got the role in Solo because he just texted Ron Howard. The exact text was. Have you ever spent long winter evenings wondering why you're not in the Star Wars franchise? I have. It's a good text. It's a really good text. It's great. Yeah. It really, I, I mean, nothing uh, yeah. but respect for that move. And I love the interview, too. He was like, he had just found out that Ron Howard was taking over for the movie, and he was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm good friends with him. I'm going to shoot a text out and see what happens. Yeah. Two I weeks later, he was flying to London to shoot. I think it's it's kind of shitty for Michael K. Williams, who was an but, established actor. To be that, fair, he was only recast because he couldn't do the reshoots. I know, but if you really want to be in the Star Wars franchise, you kind of wiggle room around it. And I think Ron could have worked with him a little bit. Yeah, it just seemed like it just seemed like Ron wanted his boy to come in there, and I mean, yeah, I'm sure I think it little column out, A, little column B. It worked out pretty great for him, so I'm not. It's Ron made the right choice, I think. Mm-hmm. Just, All right. just bizarre. We'll, we'll talk about Paul Bettany in Monday's episode. Yes, we will. Want to know how he how he met his wife, Jennifer Connelly? He, I they do. were on movie uh, American Beauty or something together, and he told her he'd never seen someone as beautiful as her before, or been in the presence of someone as beautiful as her before. Then started playing guitar. So this dude definitely knows how to win over whoever he's trying to win over. He's a showman. Yeah. I always a, really liked him as Chauncer in A Knight's Tale. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. And that was like the first role I ever remember him being in. Like, I'm sure I saw him in other things, but that was the first time he stood out to me. Same here. And he's been one of my favorite actors since then. But saying, saying that's a that's a huge swing. If, if, if you tell a girl that she's the most beautiful thing he's ever seen and start whipping on a guitar, you can be labeled douchebag real quick oh so. you have to know you have to be able to do that one percent of the guys who do that do it well one percent of one percent yeah yeah no that's so good for him he's obviously very talented well-rounded individual okay uh next up we got a composer battle which i never ever thought this would become like a reality and i'm obsessed with it but danny elfman versus Hans zimmer is my favorite ongoing battle of the year that i've only just heard of have you heard of of him becoming like a, a a mental midget and breaking down and like losing his mind? Not until you sent me the story today. It's amazing. For those who don't know, he uh, he composed Justice League uh, soundtrack and obviously that shit along with the movie. And apparently he just can't handle that. Same guy who did the uh, Mars Attack soundtrack. I figure he's a little bit of a you know he could take a little beating. Guess not. So he he's trying to bully. Alan Silverstein, Silverstein to quit the Avengers, which is laughable. And he went on a uh, Instagram story rant. I think I, I need to read some of it. He's, read read he's it. Very, it's very, hilarious. Read okay. up until like he throws up. Okay. Let me try get my 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 best uh, my best Elfman. Fuck Hans Zimmer, piece of shit. He's a hack. I never fucking touched him. That guy at the Oscars. That wasn't me. That's a lie. A vicious fantasy. I've called him up dozens of times, and he still refuses to admit that there is only one Batman theme. There's only one goddamn Batman theme, and he knows it. Elvin then vomited before continuing his rant. 
Fuck that pussy bitch. My themes are the best. He's a pussy bitch. His themes are gutter trash. He doesn't even have themes. That's how bad he is, haha. I'll kill the bastard. My fucking life is fucking hell, and it's all his motherfucking fault. I swear, I saw he got nominated at the Oscars for Dunkirk. I have done it better. I'll, I'll kill the bastard. End scene. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at Elfman's IMDb, and he doesn't have any movies that I like. He has nothing that I like. It's just uh, the only thing that isn't there is in there as good is that I enjoy Silver Linings Playbook. Never heard of him before. He looks like Elton John. Okay. Hans Zimmer a little bit. has tons of movies I like, so I'm on Hans Zimmer's side. Hans Zimmer, he's the master. He, he's second behind John Williams in, in composers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe even ahead of him. I wouldn't go that far. But. It's, it's, it's a conversation, at least. Yes. Yep. I'll, I'll admit that. You can have Danny the Elfman. argument, but if yep. you choose them or you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> but Danny Elfman is straight up minor leagues compared to him, though. No. Danny Elfman is the Kobe to their MJ versus LeBron. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a he's decent like a very comparison. distant third place. Yeah, he's notable for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard of him before this because of his yeah, you know, just because of whatever. But um, yeah, ho- hopefully he. Um, I don't think there's any there's there's no light at the end of his tunnel. I think he's one of those uh, cursed artists who is just gonna go nuts and spout out of control. He's already out of control. Yeah, the fact he did an Instagram Live or whatever doing all this proves he's already, like, he's done now. Oh, yeah. He's toast. So, R.A.P. Danny Elfman. Hans Zimmer will never call you back because you're not worth his time. Agreed? Agreed. 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 All right, the main story from this week that literally everyone's talking about, uh, ABC has canceled Roseanne because she's a racist son of a bitch. Of one tweet, the actual tweet said... Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby. Equals VJ. VJ was some woman she was talking about. Can't I mean, it's not name. like this Jolly one tweet. Jackson. It's not this one tweet that yeah. got her fired. It's her whole entire existence of being a piece of shit. But this this is the one that like This, w- this was the... I feel like when they brought the show back, they had a sit down with her. Saying, yeah. hey, you need to fucking stop this stuff. And she was good for the past few months where the show was on. And then she went crazy. Because I don't know if you guys looked in the notes. I threw in the picture a few years ago. She did a photo shoot where she was dressed as Hitler, baking gingerbread men. Uh, and then also in 2013, she had to apologize for almost verbatim this same tweet she did this week. So she tweeted racist shit before and had to apologize for it. This tweet, like, this tweet's like she saw a picture of her face and she thought of the comparison. And she's like, oh, that actually like actually does kind of look like that's funny. And you know how, like, com- comedians say they go to the Laugh Factory and, like, hey, don't judge me on my stuff here because I'm just throwing it out once to get a reaction. If it's terrible, I won't use it anywhere on the main stage. She's, like, using Twitter, like, she needs – she's just too dumb to not – like, send that text in a group chat and be like, what do you guys think about this? My closest allies who won't turn on me. And they will tell you – Roseanne, don't post that. That's very. That's too bad. That's very racist. And then Roseanne doesn't. Like she's too dumb to not have like this system in place for like absolutely where to send what. Like you can't just think that, laugh, and then throw it on Twitter right away. Twitter is the the last place you should be thinking out loud. Yeah, exactly. Thinking out loud. Yeah, she's. I mean, did you guys watch the show? 
I haven't. I watched like a couple episodes when it was originally on. I haven't seen any of the new season. I watched an episode, the first episode of the new season. Yeah. Yeah. You and like five million other people. It was surprisingly huge numbers. Hey, Roseanne uh, back in its day was good. Like the first couple seasons of the original Roseanne was good TV. See, I don't know. Maybe my my perspective is skewed because I remember watching a couple of those episodes when I was younger, just looking at them, thinking like, "Ugh, these people are gross." I don't want to be like. Just didn't find them enjoyable. She yeah, but, was always my least favorite part, though. I liked John Goodman and whoever plays her sister-in-law. Yeah, but her sister or whatever. But it was at a time sheen where like all sitcoms were these perfect families. And perfect okay. people, like the Cosbys and all the 1950s ones. And Roseanne came and was like, hey, no, white trash people have problems and heart and are nice, too. They just kind of, like, yeah, no. dumpy and live it, like, shittily. So that's why it was so good. But there was, I see that, there, sure. was, there was a lot of heart. Like, watch the scene where, um, I think it's just called, like, Dan grabs his jacket because he finds out Jackie, Roseanne's sister, has been beat up by her boyfriend. And Dan is, like, furious. There's actually one really, really good scene this, I mean, I didn't mean to go into this, but there's a good scene where, uh, as a parent, you can relate to this now, where the girls are being mean to Roseanne, and Dan comes in, and the girls think that Dan's going to be on like their side, and he's just like, you just made my wife mad. I can't be more disappointed and mad at you. Stay in your bedroom. And he like totally has Roseanne's back and just rips his daughters. And I was like, that's nice. good shit. That's actually really good. Yep. Yeah. The, See the now, you, now you make me want to like watch this this racist piece of shit. Go back and watch some old. Don't watch episodes, but like just YouTube the old good scenes of Roseanne. It was a good show. It it got like I, I've it, seen it got shitty, but it was good. At I've seen. Time. Well, I, I've heard I've this seen, season's uh, been pretty good I, actually. The one thing I've, I do know, I know, I know, I know two scenes, and one of them was when John Goodman had a heart attack. That's the, which was just the end of the whole show. Yeah, which is but like John Goodman is an amazing amazing actor. Yeah, he really is. And he was. I felt like he was like you know he's not he's not a guy that should be on network television. He's way way better than that. Yep. Um, and also one thing that, that's never left my mind is the fact that they open up a lunch place and they had like the six year old kid name it the lunchbox and I was like that's just the stupidest fucking name, and it stuck with me. It's a it's probably <laughs> like a one line of the billion lines in the whole whole show. It just stuck with me and I can't shake it and I hated it. So. <laughs> I will lunchbox. say. I do feel bad for everyone else working on the show because they just lost their line because this one bitch is racist. They had to have know, known the, the risk, though. Yeah. I did see uh, AMC is or ABC, whatever it is, is thinking of just creating, like, a brand new show that has an, the exact same cast and calling it, like, Roseanne's family and she had died. Or <laughs> yeah, just kill her. That's great. Well, they finished yeah. this season, right? And they just canceled the second yeah, yeah. season? Well, this this season ended, apparently. I haven't watched it, but I'm like a cliffhanger and a very emotional monologue by John Goodman. And now it's just done. Weird. Good. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think she should be out of a job. I just feel bad for everyone else who works Oh, no, the, the, the writers, the, the set workers, everyone. It sucks. It's it's really yeah. it's really shitty on her part because she, she represents that, that show. And you can't do that. People are out of work because of her. They they yeah. changed their life plans for her and she ruined it. I do love John Goodman uh, breaking his silence and just saying I'd rather not say anything because it'll cause more trouble. <laughs> just being an absolute professional. He is just what we, we we talked about it last week. Just don't say anything. 
Yeah. You know some people are going to tear him apart now for not condemning her. No, no, bullshit. No, no. Like, he's doing the professional smart thing, but you know there's people who are going to be like, well, you need to renounce racists like that. It's, that yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so, because anyone who is going to... Uh, Who's gonna uh, like bash him for not like backing like anti-racism or whatever? That, that's it's fluff. They, they say, "All right, well, we're upset because you didn't say anything." When there's people who are saying things and defending her, like Jimmy Kimmel, who have are getting all the heat. So staying in the background, whether he's right or wrong or in the middle of the line, staying in the background is key. Yeah. He's doing it. Jimmy Kimmel's a fucking idiot. Why did Jimmy Kimmel do that? Of all people, no idea. He seems the last person. He he seems like someone who'd be very against this kind of thing. Yeah. For yeah, those that don't know, Jimmy Kimmel said that uh, the, the Roseanne that he knows could use some compassion right about now. Sorry. No. <laughs> I don't really get it. I don't really get that. No. Like, Jimmy but Kimmel uh, is I the dude like that's like who's the like... the same thing, though. Anytime these celebrities are friends with someone who has a pro- like problematic thing, they, they defend them, being like, oh, that's not the person I know. Like, the one that pops up in my head is one of the producers on Girls was accused in the Me Too movement, and Lena Dunham attacked the girl, being like, no, 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 my friend would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Lena. Fucking bag of milk. Mm-hmm. All right, so, yeah, that was talking Roseanne racism. Yeah, nice. That's that's pretty much it for the headlines this week. Her. Uh, you guys have any other ones to talk about? No? No. All right. Let's move on into trailers. Uh, two trailers came out this week. Actually, they're they're they both came out earlier on, but the the newest secondary trailer came out. Which one do you want to talk about first, Dave? Uh, let's go with yours. Your favorite, Christopher Robin. Oh yeah. All right, Christopher Robin. Uh, it's it's Winnie the Pooh, and the the original trailer had like this this sad sack Christopher Robin being a being an adult, having to work the weekend. His family's going away without him. It's just like. Every, like, adult nightmare. Actually, I lived this nightmare this weekend when I had to work on Memorial Day. And he's sitting on the bench, and his little childhood uh, toy comes up and start, starts talking to him again. Which is, I mean, you can show me Winnie the Pooh in, in any way, shape, or form. I'm going to love that voice. That I, voice is just so soothing. I fully admit, like, before I saw that first trailer, I didn't realize how much I loved Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh growing up. But the second, because they got the original voice actor back, and the second mm-hmm. his voice says like, "Oh bother, hi Christopher <laughs> Robin," I like nope. I get goosebumps and start tearing Sunk up. Right just, back like, in. So excited to see Winnie the Pooh again. And then seeing Tigger and Eeyore, they have to they have to go around and collect all the toys. He's like, "Oh, I lost my friends," and he's like, "Buddy, you, you just blew off your family for vacation. Now you're gonna go find your toys from like childhood in, in the woods." Well, come on. I did like too that from this trailer that looks like that's just the first act. No, yeah, no. That, apparently that that takes all of ten minutes, which is yeah. cool. But I, I kind of wish they had kept that a secret though, because I would have liked going into it thinking that was the whole movie, and then no. like a third into it, it's a whole separate story. Yeah, I want to know what I'm getting into. Gone Girl. What do you thought? What are your thoughts, Jimmy? Well, I never watched Winnie the Pooh when I was a kid. Uh, I only like Eeyore clips on YouTube. He's hilarious. One of the funnier characters in, like, TV history. Um, mm-hmm. Christopher Robin hated his dad. Is that what this – do they get into that? Because if they don't – No, no, no. This, so that was a separate Christopher Robin movie that came out last year. 
that was like an actual biographical movie. This is a sequel to like the Winnie the Pooh cartoons that we all grew up with that's just set as Christopher Robin's an adult and he rediscovers his friends. Yeah. The last year's was the, like, the behind the scenes, the writing of it. This one's the story we know. Oh. I like the behind the scenes stuff more. I don't really like Winnie the Pooh. I, I never. Where did you watch it? What was Winnie Pooh on? Was it like VHSs, like Bernstein P- Bears? PBS. It was on TV. PBS. Yeah. Yeah, I never. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever consumed an episode. But cool. Oh. So yeah, this movie doesn't See, look take good. Take your bounce around, man. You're missing out. But uh, well, and I do love they got they got like the dopey brother from Everybody Loves Raymond to voice Eeyore in this, perfect. and it's so perfect. Yeah, perfect he voice. he was in a live action Eeyore in that show. <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. I lo- I'm all about childhood memories. Which going into the other one, Dave, you want to oh, yeah. talk about? Won't you be my neighbor? Yes. So the second trailer dropped for "Won't You Be My Neighbor," and I literally just got goosebumps saying that sentence. I am so excited for this show, for this documentary on Mister Rogers and his show. I just, I don't know something about it. Every time I see that first trailer in the theater, I tear up. He was the epitome of how good a person could be, like way before his time too. Oh yeah. The fact that there was – have you guys ever seen his speech to the Senate? Yeah, it's awesome clip. That, here's my thing about Mr. Rogers. This sh- movie just looks like every YouTube video I've watched a million times. Okay. Well, I, I think it's, it's all the videos you've watched of the show, but it's all, like, it's all interviews with people who worked with him too. Talking about everything he did behind the scenes as well. Yeah, the second trailer was better than the first. The first trailer made me not even want to see it. And I love, like, watching Mr. Rogers on YouTube and stuff. But it was just all the clips I had already watched on YouTube in one in a movie. It's like, I want to mm. see, like, footage we've never seen before. Like, interviews with him we've never seen before. It doesn't seem like this dives deep enough for me. Like, this really? is kind of just like, hey, if you're... 20 and younger and you don't know who mr rogers is this is who he is because i feel like we, like dave don't you feel like you know everything they're to show you i part of me agrees with you but also i feel like everyone is so cynical and pessimistic to, like nowadays you need to be reminded of who he was and what he stood for sometimes even if you know his story that's seeing fine. it again on the screen that that's worth something i'd be much more interested in a biopic with actors playing him well that's coming okay so i'll wait for that because this documentary and tom hanks is playing him well perfect i like documentaries this just doesn't look like it gives me more than i already have it looks like someone would just went on youtube and then matt did like a mash together like if you go to if you go to mr rogers on youtube and then search playlist and then play it and watch three hours i bet you watch this movie yeah. I, I think you won't get any of the interviews, though. And I, I do think that'll be really interesting. I know the, the one clip they keep showing is the black guy that, who was the postman on the show, who they had him, like, sit in the tub with, or sit in the kiddie pool with Mr. Rogers, at, because that was a huge thing in the 60s yep. with uh, the black people who weren't allowed in pools and all that. So I think getting those perspectives on it will be very interesting. Yeah. yeah, and I didn't know. I mean, I, I growing up, Mr. Rogers was like my favorite show. Uh, I didn't know that he had like tried and failed at other networks, and so that getting the behind the scenes of his his like story of getting the, getting this show on the air. There's a super low budget, super like corny and cheesy show. 
I'm, I'm interested in seeing that. Uh, the clips of the show that I mean we've all seen before, yeah, no, that's cool. I feel like that's just to set the tone for behind the scenes stuff they're going to talk about. So I don't know. I'm interested in seeing it. Um, like I'm, I'm more interested in seeing the biopic with Tom Hanks because that sounds to be amazing. But uh, this it looks like a good, good enough take. Oh yeah. Now sure. I was confused by the ending. Um, not with anything of the content, but the last line said it was in theaters only. June 8th. Now, is that saying it's in theaters only, comma, June 8th, or in theaters only June 8th? I'm pretty sure it's only, comma, June 8th. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it has a limited run and isn't in theaters for a long time, because documentaries really are. Because if this is a one-day event, that's just, that's got appeal written all over it. I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, if it is, I'm definitely going to see it. I don't know when it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right, so that's uh, the trailers from this week. Um, Excuse me. Movie releases this weekend, they're all A names, which was kind of cool. Action Point, the new Johnny Knoxville slash Jackass movie. Uh, We we talked about it in text briefly. This looks so much more interesting than it should be. Johnny Knoxville movies where he just throws himself against a wall Shouldn't be funny anymore, but since it's tied to an actual like theme park and real life stuff, it's like, oh, this is gonna be great. I don't see how it could fail. I, you guys, I disagree with you that Jackass wouldn't be funny on its own anymore. I, I mean, if Ryan Dunn didn't die, they were gonna make three more Jackasses. I would have, I would have ran to the theater to see all of them. <laughs> that oh, yeah. is childhood. I watched the first one like a year ago, and it still holds up. Jackass two, Jackass 2 is the hardest I've ever laughed in theaters at anything ever. I mean, and part of it is like I like if you if if a 14-year-old like told me well, that's stupid, I'd be like, "Yeah, fine, but I grew up with these dudes from 11 to 20 watching them do dumb shit, and that's as a boy, that's like hilarious." Yeah. Oh yeah. I always wanted to try the when they put the ladder on the mountain and they're like skiing down on the ladder. For some reason, that always stuck out in my head. I wanted to try that one. Yeah, I'd... see me. The only thing I things I remember were like the gross things they did, like like shitting in a toilet in someone's store. Like that to me wasn't that funny. No, was, me I thought. Yeah, what? that's like the Danger Aaron shit. He sucked. No one liked him. Yeah. I hated that shit. You just. Um, I feel like you need to rewatch it because. The fun stuff they did was awesome. When they put on like makeup and like the the whole old people thing, I just when when the stuff when them them throwing themselves through walls and like doing off jumps and that was awesome. But yeah, I they, mean, they thought they got too cute. Take out like the stunts and just tell me the lines that they say. They're funny dudes. Like Chris Pontius is a funny fucking dude. Yeah, no, I I, I always he was always my favorite. I hated Bam and the. Uh, the the CYK guys or CKY guys I well, didn't like them. Bam was the only one I didn't like. Like I loved uh, Dunn. Dunn was hilarious. That was good. Mm-hmm. I, I just Johnny Knoxville was great because you would see like watching it back now, you really notice how fucked up they all are. But in even in scenes where he's really not fucked up and they're too afraid to do something, he would just run out laughing like a lunatic and do it himself. Oh, he and you is could insane. Tell, he just legitimately loves the thrill of doing stunts. Yeah. Remember when in, in the height of Jackass when Johnny Knoxville was a huge name? I mean, he still is. He's recognizable, but he's not what he used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in all kinds of movies. 
whenever he was doing a movie, he was not allowed to do his jackass stunts and everything. And as soon as it wrapped and he was free to go, he was he came running to his friends like, let's go, throw me through something, let's fucking jump. <laughs> he was a maniac. He loved doing this shit. And, I mean, I respect that. Does, I respect that. He's, he's a man of his own craft. And uh, He did the stunts in the action point. I mean that's that's the whole that's the whole appeal of Action Point is that these are just pure stunts with like without really being stunts they, they just did them. It's like, no, a, like safety it's like a, this is like a porn. <laughs> like okay. like take Explain. out elaborate <laughs> take out sex. Jimmy masturbates to it. Take out sex, add in stunts, and then put some shitty dialogue and bad acting around it. That's what this movie is. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Right. I do like though. I was reading up on the. It's not a knock. Park. I was very excited about it because no, I, I can tell. No, I, I, I can tell you're excited about Adventure it. Park or or whatever it was actually called. There's a documentary on it. It's like a yeah. wild place. Oh, People die. Well, yeah, no, I, I was reading yeah. up on it, and apparently, like they embellished very little for the movie. It was actually this crazy and this dangerous. Like people would go on slides and slice open their thighs, like from knee to hip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You. Yeah. You have to be crazy to go to that theme park in real life. But, of course, if I, if I was alive back then and I was around, I would do it. Just because I say I did it. Mm-hmm. All right, next up. Uh, the other one coming out this week is Adrift, which looks to be the most... Um, if I watch this movie, I'm going to be uh, have anxiety from start to finish. It's about people who are basically trying to sail away to some island or whatever, and they get caught in a massive, like, perfect storm kind of swells and... What he breaks him, the, the the actual sailor guy breaks everything. So this, his girlfriend's got to do it. It looks it looks like it might be good, but it looks like a, a, a terrible terrible experience for me. I I couldn't watch that. No interest. How about you? Same boat. Yeah. Like it, it, the trailer gave me anxiety too. I just yeah. Same boat. It could pun. be a good movie, but I feel like it would be unenjoyable. If that makes sense. I kind of like Shaylee Shaylee Woodley though. Um, oh, she she looks good in it. Like a very, it's very could be a very strong role for her. But I don't know if I can sit through that because it's just makes me uncomfortable seeing people like lost at sea and drowning. That's like one of my my, my biggest fears. That I hate the ocean, and this was just a nightmare for me. I kind of want to see it. There you go. But I, but I I know I might get disappointed like big time. I really like her, and then like I don't think it's a crazy. I kind of like people trapped together movies. Mm-hmm. Like you ever see that okay. dumb rom-com where they're snowed in and it's like Zac Efron and. Unfortunately not. No, no, it's not Zac, Af- Zac Efron. It's Miles Teller and he's snowed in at an apartment with a girl. And after they, oh. it's like a one night stand, but then they get snowed in and like stuck in the apartment together. I saw the trailer. That looked like a cute little rom-com. Yeah, like Two Night Stand it might be called or something like that. And it actually like – it's like not a good movie. But I like that (laughs) kind of premise. And this is like that premise plus death. (laughs) I don't know. I think I – That escalates a little bit. I think I kind of want to see this movie. But I don't think it's going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, let us know. We may have to – we may review it at some point. Who knows? I'm rewatching it right now with the volume down and like – when they're stuck in the boat and the waves, like, yeah, it's anxiety. Like, I don't want yeah. to fucking watch. Like, yeah. But palm sweaty for real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ugh. Oh. Right. Yeah, I just shake it off. Uh, the last one coming out is uh, American Animals. I believe we talked about this trailer uh, in our first Headliners episode. 
uh, it's a true story, like a legitimately true story. And I remember the trailer said like, it's not crazy because this is this is this, this isn't based on a true story. This actually happened. Yeah, it's basically a, a heist for college kids, and they dress up like the most ridiculous old people. And to me, it's it's got must watch written all over it. Yeah, I think so too. Is this? Well, we can talk about it off air. Is this what we're well, doing we, next we, week? Let's figure out. It's ask. either Action yeah. Point or this one. Which one are we reviewing? I don't care. We can do either or because I want to do both eventually. Yeah, I can only I can only do one this weekend, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't care which one we do this weekend. Eventually, when we hit a dry week, we can All do right. another, the action other action points. Heads, American animals, tails. Okay, follow it, Jimmy. Heads, American animals. All right, cool. Sounds good. That's the way we do All it right. here. American animals. We have a very in depth process. Yep, that was a that wasn't even a coin. That was a bottle cap. <laughs> <laughs> I have coins here too. I could have flipped one. I was gonna, I was gonna flip the popcorn if I had to. I just was gonna reach for something. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that wraps up uh, headliners. I, we're running to the thirty-minute mark, so I, let's let's hold off on talking about Evil Genius again. Maybe we should just do a or later on do a, a, a wrap up of our own for that. Yeah, because that's worth. Right. I I want to talk about that one in depth personally. Oh, I I'm very bored with it. Really? Yeah, I'm not what done. I have like thirty minutes left in the last episode. Interesting. Okay. Well. You're weird. Cool. Okay. Well, um, so <laughs> on Monday, <Great> ending. <laughs> all right, Monday, check us out. Uh, we're releasing our uh, our solo Star Wars story review. Um, yeah, check us out on Twitter. We don't really do that that much, but uh, check out Instagram. We were more active at, at Six Pack Cinema. DMS. Uh, you can email us too. We just let us know you're out there. Uh, tweet us too. Just just tell us when you listen to us. <laughs> I give a quick shout out because people I do know listen. Uh, Peter Parker Stevenson on Instagram, it's a dog, loves our stuff. Oh yeah, so. that's that dog account that is always interacting with us, right? He's awesome, great guy, and dog. All so right. shout out Peter Parker Stevenson. Shout out Jimmy. Any See any you. last words, Jimmy? No, none. Come on, give me a last word. Go Yankees. Boom. Oh fuck. Oh you. boo. The Cubs All are right. winning right now. All right, go see American Animals. See you guys later. Later.